me, me and my brother, style. we were obsessed with mohawks, and we we had the blondest hair. Like oh like literally, it would be shiny, and we'd always go up to mom, and be like, "We want a mohawk, we want a mohawk." And my mom was like, "Why?" What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages? Welcome back to the AOA show. I'm your host, as always, Ian, along with the boys, Isaiah. Oh, hi, you. And Gavin. What is Gucci Show? I love giving you that, like, fighter intro every time. It's <laughs> one of my favorite things about this. <laughs> anyway, we're here talking Tower of God. We just started season three, so that is super hype. If you did not see our live stream already, you definitely want to check that out before you watch this video. It's a long one, but it's a goodie. You can check that out on our AOA Reacts channel. The link is in the description down below. You definitely don't want to miss it. Um, but we're here today talking about some of the questions that you guys pose to us uh, based off the chapters that we read. So we have seven of the most upvoted questions from our lovely people in our Discord. So if you want to join in on the fun, maybe get your question to be read out and answered by us for future discussions. Definitely catch our live streams. You got one hour after their conclusion to post your question in there. And like I said, the seven most upvoted will be uh, used in today's discussion. But don't fret, don't fear, and don't be discouraged if you do not have your question answered on this discussion. It's not the most upvoted one because sometimes Isaiah and I will clean up house on some of the remaining questions uh, later in the week, and they don't necessarily have to be the most upvoted ones. We'll take names that haven't been on the board before, uh, questions that we find personally interesting or goof questions that we wanted to just, you know, have some fun with. So don't be discouraged. Participate. It's what makes our content that much better. You're directly a part of it. But we are here today talking this. I am super excited to get into it. Gavin, why don't you hit us up with this first question? And number one, we got Irene Sharda. We've met White and we've met Karaka. Now we've been introduced to Slayer Baylord Yama. Initial thoughts on the god of the fighting dogs. Well, to me, he seems like your average dictator or leader. leader. <laughs> I mean, just kind of has his own, he's running his own game, you know, has a whole bunch of half-naked dog people, humans. <laughs> um, it's pretty accurate, know, actually. That yeah, just, you know, kind of doing his bidding, literally whatever he says. And if they don't follow his word, uh, they're dead. So, uh, yeah, pretty hardcore. Um, he likes his dogs with six packs. So I do got to respect <laughs> that. And they all got to train. Uh, they all got to weight train every day. So, you know, they put in the work. Got to respect that. But no, I guess all jokes aside, I mean, he looks pretty dope. Uh, he's got some drip, um, a little scary looking, definitely uh, has some intimidation to him. Uh, uh, that kind of comes with that whole persona. But um, I'm definitely intrigued, especially with, you know, the alluded to fight with him and Bam in the future. Uh, I want to see um, how much Bam is able to mollywop him or vice versa, how much of a fight he's able to put up, which seems to be he's going to do a pretty, he's going to he's gonna stand his ground. No, uh, he's is not. my prediction. Yama no. would fuck him up. Yeah. You think, think, think it's going to be complete? Like, I don't, he's not going to fight him, though. Day? He's not going to fight him. You don't think he's going to fight him? No, because he, he made the rules to that game. I think Bomb isn't stupid. Like, Bomb is yeah. a little arrogant, and he let him, not arrogant, but he's uh, he's ballsy, let's mm -hmm. just say. And he gave him his shit. But I think even Bomb knows at the end of the day, you fight him in a one on one. Like, I think it's implied that Yama, even as powerful as Bomb is, is mm -hmm. like, like, I'll crush your head like a grape. So, I got to say, I didn't necessarily mean one-on-one, -on -one, just fight in All general. Right, fair so, enough, fair I mean, enough, there's going to be, there's going to come to a point when they're going to scuff each other up. You think so? So, I mean, yeah. I mean, if they didn't, I'd be a little disappointed, you know? Especially if Bam didn't give him, like, a little pew, 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 and, like, maybe he's like, <laughs> and, you know, comes after him. Like, I would expect something to happen, and I would be a little bit disappointed. Can't wait for the sound effects on that. But, um, yeah, no, I am interested, and I hope something happens, because, I don't know, I just want to ruffle some feathers. So, we'll, we'll see. But, um, <laughs> yeah, fur. cool dude. Dude, pretty good. Um, want to see? Well, actually, not. He's not a good guy, but you know. Either way, uh, interesting. I'm I'm curious to see where it moves forward. Thoughts? Um, I really like his character design. It's dope. And uh, yeah, he seems like kind of the next big bad. I don't know. There's nothing like super distinctive about him. Like that makes me be like, oh, this guy's kind of got some like intrigue here because he kind of just seems like your generic like I fight to fight and love fighting. Um, so you know. I think that's that's pretty good. Cool. I actually do think that I also think they're going to fight at mm -hmm. some point because um, that just, that does sort of feel like what the build up here is for. Mm -hmm. um, and 
that I'm definitely excited for because I think that'll be, I guess, ultimately the test of where Bam is strength-wise because we know he's been training for X amount of years. We know that, like, if he's going after Calavan, like, I don't know where Calavan stacks, like, if it was Calavan versus Yama, um, but I'm assuming if Yama is a slayer, like, I, I don't even know if it's fair to compare him to, like, other slayers like Karaka, but, like, let's say he's in that ballpark. Like, I don't know... I don't know. I think I don't think Bam's going to. I don't think. I don't know. I kind of think like they might actually like fight, fight. Like it won't be like you know easily one sided on any front. Um, but I guess it also depends on like how long the fight goes on for and like what the stipulations are. Like if it's just a straight all out brawl. Um, and I mean to add another variable that we don't know about uh, is the training that he's went through with Ivan Kell, Bam. Being like we we know that so far he hasn't used the thorn mm-hmm. and that everything has been based off of you know raw talent from the beginning literally using that zero you know shinsu or whatever you want to call right. it so it's like theoretically we don't know how much he has trained and how much power he has backing him now so it's kind of like like you really don't know how he's going to compare against you know yama and it's assumed that he's not just going to blow him out of the water but like i do feel like it's going to be a back and forth and just not like completely one-sided on either end yeah the other interesting thing is i think yama they said yama is the only person of his uh bloodline that can like fully use the transformation technique like completely Mm -hmm. like most of them can only do like partial or half or whatever um so like how much of a advantage boost that gives him i don't know um yeah, I definitely think regardless, it's going to be an interesting fight. And that's that's the other reason I don't think it'll be so one-sided, because it's just less interesting. So are you mm-hmm. saying you think they're going to fight within the confines of this arc? Or do you th- are you just saying, like, as a broad statement, like, I think they're going to fight at some point, And when they do, I think it'll go back and forth. Are you saying that, or I don't know if you guys have the same thought on this, or you differ. Like, do you think it's going to be this arc that they're fighting? Yes. Um, but I don't think it's going to be, like, a fight to the death. Like, mm-hmm. the kind of fight that... Well, I was going to say we've never really seen one uh, before. It could even be like a fight of respect. Like, like they, they mentioned the transformation thing. It could be something where it's like, Bam is maybe like giving him the one-two, and then like it forces um, Yama to like use a partial transformation or a full transformation. And in doing that, it's like, mm. oh, I like... I like I respect you for you making me use this power or some sort of like you know. Yeah, I think it's like, going to be like more like for or, it's going to be more for yeah. show. Like yeah. it's like it's not going to be like to the death one of us has to die. Um, yeah. Hmm. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I'm looking at the question. I'm like, where is that part in the question? I think we just incorporated that. But just to address that real quick, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a chat right now because I feel like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right? If you say so and so is gonna do well, they're like. Actually, anyway, I think you're underestimating X. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I will pull that one right now. Um, I do not think Bomb should personally be able to really, like, give this guy the goods um, because I feel like Bomb is, like, way too powerful at that point. This guy's a high ranker. They've they referred to him as a high ranker. Also, Slayers, correct me if I'm wrong here, are supposed to be the people that fight the family heads one-on-one and then Jihad. So if Bomb is like actually able to go toe-to-toe with that guy, that means that Bomb is at the level, virtual, almost at the level, if not at the level of a family head, which means that we're already almost there. You know what I mean? And he's only on the 52nd floor. I feel like that's a little quick for Bomb to do that. I know he just gave some rankers the sauce, um, you know, when he had the thorn and the black march and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, going going all out, he definitely launched some attacks at them. But I, I feel like it'd be a little weird. I feel like it'd be a little out of place for Bomb to, like, actually, actually give this guy a challenge where he's at right now just to go just to throw my personal opinion out there just because I think it would make Yama like not invalidate him but I feel like it would definitely like downgrade him as the big bad so I I think that personally bomb the reason that he thought of this game is because he knows that it's not that if it's something along the lines like I'm gonna hop down maybe the respect thing I could see that where it's like he you know like Yama's not even really trying and like bomb makes him like Mm -hmm. oh you made me kind of like the Netero thing in Hunter Hunter where like gone makes him use his other arm you know what I mean something like that that's where I think that is as terms in terms of uh him and my initial thoughts on him he's pretty dope I mean there there's like a soft spot for me with the whole you know it's it's a pretty cliche thing but like the whole warrior fight society where it's like we we judge this just off of strength and power alone like that's it right and that's how you get in um there's something 
one dimensional but respectable to for me with that um in the sense that it's you know these these guys don't hide who they are and yama is able to stay in the position that he's in because of just how powerful he is like no one's been able to topple this dude but i you know i guess really what's interesting is that i don't know it's really hasn't been alluded to yet if yama's character is trying to it doesn't seem like it that he's trying to intentionally keep people down that could rival his power um, because then that's something different entirely and that kind of ruins the whole enchantment facade thing. But I like this idea of like, sure, I'm in charge because I'm the most powerful, but that doesn't mean if you if you challenge me and like you beat me man to man or whatever, one-on-one and you beat my ass and you kill me, that's it. You're in charge. You know what I mean? So like if you got a problem with it, fight me like to me there's something that's like funny uh like comical about that and kind of cool um his design is pretty dope not a fan of the dog ears personally i think it makes him look i think that style looks a little silly but that's my personal opinion um you know but uh beyond that i like the super long hair and obviously like he's incredibly menacing and huge i think the blog post said that uh what was he eight foot ten I think he's like 270 mm-hmm. centimeters, eight foot 10, which is like, that's pretty sweet. The whole society is like kind of interesting with that. I was genuinely surprised when we started reading this and there were like literal dogs, you know what I mean? Like the literal dog people and even the people that had dog ears. Like I thought when they were talking about Yama's dogs or like the mad dogs mm-hmm. that, that it was like kind of a figure of speech, right? It's like, dog fights and stuff like that it's like these guys just scrap you know they could like throw down but it was kind of threw me off when it was like they're no they're like literally have dog features with them so that was just kind of funny but anyway i'm excited to see uh more of this guy and what he's capable of and you know hopefully see him cut loose at some point but they got to earn his respect first that's just that's what it is it's the law of the jungle with this and that kind of goes to his character where i think if bomb i think bomb's absolutely right in the scenario you know in that he has to earn he has to see him as an equal before he could really trust that Yama's going to help them. Because if Yama always thinks that he's just like some pushover and like he'll just, he'll not respect him at all. It's it's power around here. But anyway, um, getting into question two, we have by John at Dawn. Thank you for the question. John asks uh, with the quote, we don't need assholes like you and Fug anymore, quoted by Bomb. What do you think of the changes in Bomb's attitude? Not just his outlook on fighting, but also his feelings toward Fug and being in the organization. Is this change just about loyalty to Jin Sung, or did Bomb have to think about how to beat Jihad after the hidden floor and realize that Fug was the best chance? So just taking this from the top here, uh, what do you think about the changes in Bomb's attitude, not just his outlook on fighting, but also his feeling toward Fug and being in the organization? Um... Uh, trying to unpack this here. I like his new attitude. I was saying this in our blog, in a blog post discussion. I don't know what's coming out first, but we're doing a time loop thing here. Uh, basically, I said when recording it that I think there is an important distinction to be made, you know, where it's like just because Bomb is a little more confident, um, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going the viol route, right? It's not like he's like this like crazed, you know, like or like super depressed style thing. I, I love this part of Bomb because I think Bomb has found or is finding the the balance between his shadow self or his dark his darker side and his light side and i think he still keeps intact the the intrinsic light values that keep him good and wholesome and who he is but he's being able to incorporate a little bit more of that shadow side in it's 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 affected his presence you know he walks with an air of confidence now uh even more so you can it's funny because you can even see in the panels like the way he talks now it's like there's this sense but there's also this overwhelming sense of calm where it's like i'm not gonna go it's not that i'm even being cocky it's just that i know at the end of the day like this is the work that i've put in and i'm not gonna get all hyped up and crazy i think it was a stark contrast when he fights baragov um baragov gets just molly but i thought it was interesting in that moment because you could just see how much more powerful bomb is just by baragov's relentless yelling and like going crazy about it right it's like he thinks that that gives him power in some way shape or form that it's like oh i'm going to show how pissed off i am and i'm going to go nuts and crazy but bomb being able to just kind of deflect that mentally and physically and just you know be in this zen mode and just know what he's about know that he's put in the work really just shows to like bomb's growth as a character here um both mentally and physically and spiritually uh as well it's, it's pretty cool to see um 
Is the change about loyalty to Jin Sung? Oh, it's things towards uh, Fug. I'm going to let you guys pick up on this because this is like kind of compartmentalized into like five questions here. And I don't want to speak to everyone and then give anybody less things to talk about here. So if anybody else wants to pick up on the other questions, kind of like his feelings towards Fug and all that kind of stuff, I'm all ears on that one because I didn't have anything off the top of my head. Um, what are we... So uh, his change about his loyalty to Jin Sung, Bam, or do you think Bam has uh, thought about his change to the Peter Hard and his... Um, I I don't really think, I think, to be honest, Bam is just in this mindset of, like, Fug is, like, you know, he makes this comment, I think it's to Kuhn when he's, when they're going over the plan for, um, uh, Dang Dang, where it's, like, Fug, you know, like, like Fug or hate Fug, like, the resources, connections, and, and opportunities that they, like, that their group has going through Fug are much better than if they, like, just tackle this stuff with, like, you know, him, Kuhn, Shibasu, and Hots, um, so it's sort of like, you know, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't situation where it's like, yeah, Fug is terrible and, and it's been stated in the story from context, but even as IU says it in his blog, like, Bam does not like Fug whatsoever. But, like, they've got, like, he if he can use Fug to get what he wants and there's something else that's said about it in the chapters where, like, it's implied that Bam might even be trying to change structurally, like, how Fug does things or at least the people in his circle that are a part of Fug. Um, I don't know how true that is. I don't know how much of that is actually on his mind. But I guess my point is, Bam is more using Fug than he has, like, signed up with Fug. And I think that's a speci- that's an important distinction because he's not, you know, taking on the facade of Fug or, like, yes, I, you know, tattoo Fug on my chest. I'm, you know, I'm singing to the rooftops about how much I love him. Uh, yeah, so I don't really, I, I don't think it's more about, like, like, I think his loyalty to Jin Sung is, like, why he's going through with this ultimately and not just trying to do this on his own because avenging Jin Sung matters more to him than his like his feelings with Fug those feelings aren't like inconsequential and they're not going away like they still exist but you know bigger priority like Bam has a you know a more ultimate goal on his mind um yeah and just to answer the first part um I also really like Bam's new you know new identity I guess you call it personality attitude um yeah, it's cool. It's this mix of, like, confident, you know, I know what I'm about. I know how strong I am. And I'm not, you know, trying to be, like, I'm not, like, walking on thin ice or, or stepping on eggshells or anything. You know, I'm, like, I'm here. I know what I can do. Like, I think the prison scene is, it, it, it's that same thing that, like, you see the characters in prison. And it's, like, this is kind of just, like, this is part of the plan. Or this is really formalities. Like, I'm not, you know, he wasn't actually really in any danger as far as that moment or the fight that ensues later with Baragov. It, it's it's just badass. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and it's cool how the feelings that are now changed really suit uh, fits into what has happened to Bam because um, obviously we know his feelings toward losing friends and people that are close to him, especially when it seems like it's because of his existence that these people get hurt. So it's like coming off the heels of Jin Song dying, um, or at least that's what he thinks. Obviously, um, yeah, it would definitely cause a change in you know his outlook on life and who he needs to be and how to fight because you know it's it's a very soft spot in his heart that he doesn't want people close to him or friendly or that he's friendly with to die just because it's they're they're acquaintances of his. So you know this is that was finally like the stepping stone that is allowing him to change his attitude and more or less forcing him to change his attitude, especially to really um, solidify his goals in terms of, you know, helping people around him and then really keeping them safe. So um, I like the attitude, pretty dope. And um, I can't wait to see him just ice more people because when it starts (laughs) off the chapter of him killing guys and I'm like, bro, like you haven't really done that to this point and now you are and kind of just like being a badass about it. I'm just saying you're – you look pretty cute, so keep it up, my guy. Keep it up. You know what I love? When you kill niggas. <laughs> I'm sexy. <laughs> Take me, Bam. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. so if you want to hit us up with the next question. This one kind of relates to the first one in a sense. Actually, a, this is this was a very popular theme, um, being that this whole read-through kind of centralizes around bomb it, you know like we get it everyone else but like there's a lot of changes bomb so people want to hear about it but i think the last part of this question is very important so um so as you've seen or by the way this question is by um elegus El- elegus uh thank you for the question they say as you have seen bam has changed not only in strength but in ruthlessness what do you think about bam's new determination uh parentheses especially if you think that back to the conversation with the god of guardians regarding the change in jihad over time uh so i like I said a little bit before, I definitely like his change in determination because he seems much more active now. He seems much more like, you know, to to quote 
Rack's advice, he seems more like a hunter. He's got a goal, he's got an objective, he has a prey. There is somebody that he wants to fight or somebody that he wants to defeat in battle, and like that's his motive. That's what's driving all his training. That's what why he wants to get stronger. And you know, it, it ultimately leads to it, it's kind of weird too, because in a way, Bam Bam has always been like strong in the sense that whether it's like he's just overpowered by means of like the power-ups that he gets and stuff or the the potential that he can reach is just far above most of the characters that we know but his you know his attitude and his his uh his mental state has always like been the opposite it's it's been like of the mind the mindset of somebody who like doesn't have that power which is why i think he's always like dumbfounded people because he never looked or felt intimidating but he was and now that he has this new determination now that he's acquired this like ideology again of a hunter so to speak um it feels like a lot more of his character meshes now and everything like fits it's like oh no this is somebody who is incredibly crazy strong and knows that like and understands where his his power scale is at in terms of other people and like knows knows how to be comfortable on the battlefield which i think like just reads across again in all facets of his life not just on the battlefield like we were saying before the way he talks to people the way he literally like holds himself is different um but it does sort of get into that reign, and especially with one of the things where, you know, Bam seems a lot more comfortable just straight killing people now, uh, where, like this question states, where the God of Guardians mentioned that that was sort of one of Jihad's turning points, was that, you know, the second he lost touch with, like, himself as a person in connection to other people, like, that's when he started being like, well, why don't, like, I am stronger than them, why don't I just rule them, um, which is not far off from where Bam is now, if you really think about it, because Bam is in a p- situation where he's incredibly powerful, knows he's incredibly powerful, and knows that his potential far out, like even whether he's outright right now stronger than somebody or not, his potential to get stronger mm-hmm. outweighs a lot more of the people that he knows and probably will face, obviously, other than once we get to the uh, 10 families. So it's not a far cry that Bam you know, could string into this mindset of like, oh, I could, like, really be strong. You know what I mean? And, and you know, soon enough we have a Jihad 2.0. So that's, I think, the con of this new attitude or determination that he's adapted. But I do think that, sort of like you were saying before, I don't really think it's, at least for Bam, I think Jihad, like, that was sort of the problem is that he thought of things a little too black and white. But I think with Bam, it's going to be a little bit more gray and he's going to be able to sort of, like, swing back and forth. Like, we sort of see him with this whole dang-dang thing where it's like, I do think there's enough of the old BAM in there to, like, counteract that. Mm. What do you think, Evan? Yeah, no, I mean, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Uh, I think a lot of his, also, his determination that comes a lot with just his mental state and the relationships of people who he's been around. So, obviously, you know, n- not even taking Rachel out of the equation, it's BAM has usually reacted on emotions a lot, and that was his driving force for many things. And now that, you know, he's meditating, he's taking a more zen route, and finding that peace within himself, although it's not fully resolved, it definitely is it is allowing him to think more clearly in certain situations, although not all of them. And like really just in my eyes, like make more clear and logistical decisions um, as well as still having ties to his old self or to his old self. Cause like you were mentioning um, it, it is, it is almost scary in a sense, the route that he can take, especially with the mindset that he has and the power that he has. But it's also refreshing when you meet someone like Dang Dang and, you know, he is able to still connect with him as a person and still, you know, have um, like little tingents of his, you know, former self and be like, I'm helping him no matter what, no matter what the situation, like I am, if I am, I, my life is on the line to, you know, save this person and like get like what he needs because I think it's right. So it's, n- I, I really hope that we get that sprinkled in as we still see bam because you know i don't want it to turn into the whole death note thing where it's like oh everything's on good intentions and then with the power it's just a full waffle stomp like it just it doesn't seem who it's that's not who bam is and i mean although it can very well go it can go down that direction i think that's really why jihad is where he's at and it's really like showing just the stark contrast between him where it's like bam is similar to jihad in the sense with power but because he is true to himself and is able to balance said power with that God complex. It's like, he's just a more well-rounded person. And that's going to be like the cha- the next upcoming revolution and change in the shower compared to Jihad. So I don't think he's going to go down the whole God complex, God complex route. But I, I also do believe that as we move forward along with it, it's going to challenge his former self in terms of, you know, staying grounded in a sense. And I think that's where Kuhn plays a very, you know, large role in it because that is seemingly he's the one who has tested that prior and being like, hey, you know, watch out with power. You know, you need to stay true to yourself. And it's like 
um, that's it's in a former question where we're gonna we'll get into it later on, but it's like that's where I think these two like their dynamic is so important because they're just able to ground each other very well. And if there's a split or rift in that, I feel like it can be a little dangerous. So we'll have to see moving forward how far that goes. Mm. Yeah, you guys definitely hit all of the important points there. I do think it's interesting. He becomes a way more well-rounded character, as I stated in the prior question. Um, and now this is an interesting point we have here. I like this narrative, this 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 story device here where, you know, you are contending with yourself, making sure that, you know, you are essentially Superman, but you have to make sure that you're pulling in the reins a little. And just because you can smite anyone with whatever your orb or whatever it might be, doesn't mean that you should. Right. And I think that's what makes them an overall good character because bomb could easily turn into the tyrannical ruler, but then he's no better than the, the tyrant <laughs> that he is trying to dethrone. So I think this is very interesting, but it's this interesting dynamic where you like I said, you have to let a, a little bit of the darkness in or at least contend with it and understand it. Not that you have to let it take over you because then we have jihad, but at least understanding it and recognizing that it, it exists is a crucial part of your growth as a human being. Just denying that evil exists or, the, or if you can't hurt anyone doesn't make you inherently good. You have to know that you have the ability to do so and the, you have the ability to be hurt. And you have to know that evil exists and then consciously choose each and every day not to go down that route. Right. Or to just interject those little bits of aggressiveness when it comes to standing something for something that, you know, to be right or whatever the case might be. Right. I could go on. So I think this is a really cool turning point for Bomb's character. And I've been waiting a long time for this. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I have a feeling I'm going to like Bomb a lot more than I did. Not that I disliked him, per se, uh, but we just did our tier list recently. And that was one of my complaints is that he was pretty blank slate. You know what I mean? Going across the whole time, he was incredibly reactive instead of being proactive. Uh, and now he's definitely got a little more gusto to him. He's got a little bit more, uh, you know, guts and, 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 and understanding hair and hair on his chest. Yeah. His nuts <laughs> dropped, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, but anyway, those are my thoughts. So Gavin, hit us up with the next one. So next question, number four, we got from Riru. Uh, we see Kun and Bam reuniting and immediately getting into an argument about what to do with Deng Deng. Uh, this is the first time that they've ever fought like this. What are your thoughts on this argument? Taking into account that they have been apart for two years. Oh, excuse me. Uh, what led into this happening so suddenly? How do you feel about the resolution where it only took 10 minutes for Kuhn to give in and do things Bam's way? So this was the question I was alluding to um, prior. And, um, you know, it's growing pains. Obviously, there's been a, a it's been a two year gap that they've been apart. Um, you know, they talked on the phone a couple times, but Bam, Bam is a new person. And, you know, even though he might run things a little bit differently, he still is his old self. So I feel like the argument really stems from obviously ties with Fug. Kuhn is not about it. And, you know, you have Karaka rolling in the room and it's like, like what's going on? I don't want to be part, you know, I feel like that's just a natural thing for him to be unhappy with, especially with seeing Viola or seeing Viola and what has happened from that. And now seeing, bam and just like he's kind of dancing with the devil in regards of being with fog i don't think that coon is very happy or in a happy place with that so he's just like not taking it out on bam essentially but being more forceful in that state where he's just like he's just not having it um and then obviously with a shift in bam's mindset it's all kind of happening very suddenly um so you know they just need time to work it out um and how do i feel about the 10 minute resolution um my take might be very black and white or surface level on it but i mean coon's kind of just been like that it's he like he's following bam for a reason he likes his personality and bam in many ways still has moments of that and in the conversation when bam's like i'm doing this for dang dang whether it's logistic whether it's logistical or not i don't care i am doing this and that is very much for me felt like way back in like season one when they would have those like little you know head butts where it's like coon saying this is the right way it's the only way and bam going no f you i'm doing it this way and then after coon see it sitting there and seeing bam do these things and it's like wow he's really able to do it you know it's it's the, it's the whole build up where it's like you're starting it like that where coon's like this is impossible it's not going to happen and bam's like i don't care i'm doing it and then he knows that whether he likes it or not, Bam is going to follow through with it. And, you know, he kind of just needs to be, he doesn't need to be there to support him, but he wants to be there to support Bam. And he knows that Bam is going to do really what he is saying. He is like what he's setting out to do, which is help Dang Dang. So that's why I think it took around 10 minutes for him to give in. Um, it's really happened before, unless you guys have a different perspective on it. That is, um, I think, yeah. No, I think uh, Kuhn for a second forgot, like, 
that it's been two years, yeah, like you know? He, yeah. And he, I think he was referring to prior knowledge of who Bomb was. Again, we refer to Bomb as more of like a blank slate, very reactive, right? So Kuhn just kind of assumed that proactive role, right? He was kind of the other side of it. And where Bomb now is coming a little bit more into form, he is a little more sure of himself now. And I think Kuhn was basically like, Bomb, listen, we've been through this before. Like, this is the way to do it. And when Bomb was like, no, that kind of, you know, took Kuhn back for a second. He's like, uh, okay, you know, it's like, no, Bomb, like, this is the way to do it. There really wasn't much back talk uh, at prior times. So, you know, it's cool to see Bomb standing up for himself in that case because I think Kuhn wants what's best for Bomb. And I don't think this is Kuhn's intention, but sometimes he could come off as a little bit controlling uh, with that, in my personal opinion. Um, not that it's anything unhealthy per se. He does genuinely care for the guy, but um, it's, it's you know, he forgot who that it's been two years is really the way I saw it. And then when Bomb kind of gave it to him, that explains why he kind of came around sooner than later because it wasn't like, I'm not going to hold a grudge on this. This isn't really about who's right or wrong. I kind of forgot this. Is bomb who I'm dealing with, you know, he still got that bedrock of who he is, but it just took me back for a second that he was willing to go back at me aggressively, you know, in that moment to stand for it. But, you know, I, I'm not, I'm, I don't agree with what it is, but you know, we're, he's going to go about it because he is bomb, you know, that's it. So, uh, I think that's an interesting dynamic and I'm interested to see how that goes into the future here because, you know, I don't know how much of a say Kuhn gets going forward. And if he, you know, if this is going to be some sort of internal conflict with Kuhn where it's like, oh, I'm losing my grip, right? And if it's like maybe there's an arc with Kuhn or like a growing moment where it's like, well, was I doing this because I genuinely cared about Bomb or was I doing this because I wanted Bomb to do it my way, right? And I think that's an interesting, that could be an interesting way that they go with Kuhn's character, something that I would personally enjoy, um, you know, the, the introspective arc there. Um, I don't know if you have thoughts. Um, I, so it's definitely interesting. I think to be honest, like the main reason that Kuhn pushed back against Bam so hard in this, um, one is, is because I think he expected a little less pushback because like I said, or like you guys have said, it's been a two year gap. The Bam that we're seeing now and the one that is talking to Kuhn is one who does have a little bit more assertion to his, you know, the things he wants to do and how he wants to do them. Uh, to whereas, you know, before two years prior, you know, it was more like, oh, like, bam, what do you think we should do? Or like, oh, Kuhn, can we do this? Or what do you think about this? Where now it's like, no, I'm going to do this. This is what I want to do. Um, but I think the main thing is just the fact that Bam is now working with Fug. And I think Kuhn absolutely detests Fug as an organization. I think he detests them the way that they are, you know, them using Bam in any way, shape, or form. And I think he detests even because, you know, the, the comment or the panels where he's talking, he's like, oh, Bam, like, your hair is growing out a little bit long. Like, I think it reminds him of Viol, the persona that Bam had when he was, like, sort of as drenched as he as you, as you he could be in Fug. And I think a lot of that, like, you know, uh, emotionally, you know, uh, made Kuhn react. And I think that's where a lot of his, like, his... Because Kuhn is not... This isn't the first time he's, like, bumped heads with Bam in terms of what to do on a subject. And it's not the first time that Bam has taken a stance of let's save everybody. And it's not the first time that Kuhn's taken the, the more analytical... Um, you know, uh, tactical stance, whatever you want to call it. So it it would have been weird. Like, if you take that out of it, it's weird for Kuhn to assume that Bam would never want to do this plan or would never come up with this. Or, like, why is he... Because he's done this before. This is this this conversation is not new at all. Well, I think it's just the fact that they haven't seen each other in so long, and so there might be some, like, weird, irrational emotions bubbling up in Kuhn that, like, just seeing Bam in the state that he's in, in the position that he's in, it's like... You know, he might just be worried. He's like, I don't know what, you, what you're trying to do here, but, like, I just don't want Fug to sink their hands too deep into you that, like, I can't get you out or, or you know, nobody can save you. Yeah. I, th I think that's just a – sorry if I cut you off, but I, I think there's an important point there at the end where you're saying where I can't save you. And I think that also will be an interesting dynamic, which I kind of just touched on, but I think there is this, this – a little bit – I don't think a lack of trust is the right phrase here, but a little bit of hesitancy when it comes to delegation on Kuhn's part, where it's like Kuhn has assumed the role of I'm the guy who gives orders, right? And I think Bomb, although Bomb is like kind of bullheaded and whatever, like the fact that Bomb didn't just say, oh, I'm going to save him, but came back with alternatives, like, no, your plan's not going to work because of X, right? Like, I've actually got this, you know, kind of figured out here, or at least I think so, and I'm going towards that. Uh, I think that'll be, you know, that's an interesting arc for Kuhn. I'm actually very excited for how Kuhn handles this. 
going forward. You know, if it's if it's more of like, okay, I think I gotta like release release it a little bit because bomb, you know, and give bomb a little bit of room to play here. Um, because you know, if I go too hard in that route, then he's gonna resent me for it, and we definitely don't want that because then he'll just you know he'll just lash out, and that never ends well. Um, you know, just kind of giving him a little space to to believe that what he had like the reason he's coming up that like, there's going to be some forethought behind it now um, rather than just like, I'm going to dive in with absolutely no plan. I think that was shown when bomb, you know, told um, uh, what's his face, the, the big dog uh, Yama that it's like, okay, I actually have this route of going. We snuck so-and-so on, like he did it against Karaka. He did it, whatever. And just having a little faith that like bomb isn't going to just get absorbed by, uh, I think, by yeah, Clark. I think at the end of the day, like that's why they need each other to, to, to stay in that middle of the line. Cause like, like, you know, for all intents and purposes, like, there is a way to take Kuhn's side, and it's like, oh, I'm sorry, you want to go fight Yama? Do you know who the fuck that, like, you can't just fight Yama. Like, that's not a, like, I think it's, again, it's one thing to be bam and be like, I will do whatever it takes if that means, like, saving X or Y person. But it's like, again, to say those things to other regulars, it's like, no, we can't just do that. That's crazy. That's insane. Like, that's <laughs> that's not like, so, you know, Kuhn being on one side and Bam being on the other, the plan they came up with, which I'm sure they came up with together or, or you know, whoever, like, that's usually when, like, they work best. When it's, like, a little bit of Bam's, you know, uh, ideas in, let's just say, of, like, confronting Yama, wanting to save Dang Dang, but, you know, Kuhn's side of, like, all right, we're not just running in the front door and slapping Yama in the face and take it, like, you know, we're going to we're gonna play this smart, not, like... I think that's that's where it works best. Mm, yeah, interesting question. Good one. Thank you. Uh, so moving on to question five here, we have by Piper5. Thank you for the question. Piper asks, what did you think about Bombs prioritizing his revenge on Calavan rather than saving Kuhn and leaving that to the Shibasu team? Does that say anything about Bombs' friendship with Kuhn? Was Bomb right to prioritize growing stronger and Calavan? Uh, yeah, this is a good question here. I don't think, obviously... You know, Bomb still cares about Kuhn uh, heavily, but, you know, it does say something that he went uh, for this option here. But I do think there's also a flip side to it in that I think in so far as Bomb growing, he's a little bit more zened out. He's a little more confident. I think that also has increased his confidence in other people uh, in the sense that he knows that he can do as much as he can, but that other people are capable, right? So I think that giving this task to them or trusting them with this task is a big moment. And I think just, and I think that it's almost the same as if bomb just like went full ahead, right? That bomb knows it's like, okay, you guys are going to be able to do it. Now there is the argument to say that it's like, okay, well, if you were there bomb, like, wouldn't it be that much easier? Right. So then you could ensure it. And like, why would you even take the time back? And I think that's where it pulls a little bit about, you know, going both sides here that bomb bomb is at his bedrock, pretty emotional. Um, he, we see it when the snake guy starts talking smack about the hostages. He goes from this calm, cool, collected bomb that we saw in the first chapters here, and he immediately starts yelling, like, what do you mean? Where do you have them? Like, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And it's like, okay, so there's still a chink, right, in the armor there. Not that it's bad. He wants to feel emotion for his comrades, and uh, he's human <laughs> at the end of the day, so it's impossible not to have some sort of emotion, but that is one of his bigger weaknesses, right, is is uh, is his friends. Um so yeah, I think it's interesting that he's that he entrusted Chibisu to do that, but that he also made the conscious decision not to go on that route. Um, I don't think I don't think going too hard into it either way, white or white or black though is is something that we need to do because uh, I, I wouldn't I don't think it's like oh bomb hates Kuhn. you know what I mean at the end of the day like he's still his homie and he just trusts Chibisu to do it. But at the same time, I do think that it says something that he went towards the I need to be stronger to defeat Caliban because I do think that is one of the things that is most forefront on his mind right now. He's very, he's a, he's one track minded in that sense, right? He doesn't want to do anything, right? He didn't even, he was like, Oh, I, I'm not even going to see my friends off. Right. In the flashback, he's like, we got it. We got to get to work. Like we got to do this. He's got a, he's got a goal and he's uh he's going to do what he has to do to reach it. So. Yeah. He bomb is, um, I think his time with Yvonne Kell has, has made him realize that like this goal that he wants of being able to be somebody that can stand up to a Caliban it, like he can't be doing things the way that he was. And that means he can't be running around every time something needs to get done because like he needs to train and then train some more and then train after that. And then after that, cause it's like, that's what it's going to take to get him up to the level of somebody that can face Caliban. And 
I actually don't really think that there's a whole lot of, you know, my take on it is is, is much simpler in the sense that I do think it's more he just straight trusted Shibasu's team to handle this. Like, I don't think it there's any, like, oh, well, then why didn't he go himself? Because, like, let's be real, like, the task, like, especially with him having Evan, the task of getting there, like, was not impossible. And it wasn't incre- incredibly hard. The complication came once they got there, which nobody would have really known about until they got there. But I don't think if Bam even thought for a second that, like, they couldn't do it, that he would have entrust like that he would have just left them to do it. Um, so, I, but I, th- I think like Bam's main thing is that like I need to train and get stronger so that when Kuhn does get woken up, like I'm the kind of person who is strong enough to protect him and you know any uh, any of my other friends from ever getting in a position like that to begin with. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree heavily with that last part where it's like. I would, tr- if I was in Bam's situation, I would trust Shibisu- Shibisu's team. I mean, they left Horiang behind. So, like, so there's been a situation where this has happened before with a friend, although not as close as Kuhn. But it's like, at the end of the day, Kuhn has been hurt because he's associated with Bam. And, you know, Jin Sung is seemingly dead because of Bam. And it's like, after that has happened, like, m- I would expect him for the first thing to be on his mind. Like, I need to get strong. I need to stop this now, nip it on the bud. And, like, I am just going to work my ass off to really work up to that. So, you know, I'm able to protect those around me. And if that means not being with Kuhn until he wakes up, you know, so be it. I would rather for when he does wake up for me to be able to protect him so we can keep on moving forward and, um, you know, be able to have everybody back together again. So for me, it just kind of seems like a normal route. Um, And, yeah, I'm not hot and bothered by it and i don't think coon is either so um yeah no i think it's i think it's all right uh yep. next arc total centralized yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bomb hates coon <laughs> like why did you leave me bam you weren't by my side and Bam was like oh my god i'm so sorry or like i wouldn't read too far into it next <laughs> yeah coon's like but where was my kissy when i woke up <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen Sleeping Beauty? <laughs> I was like, what Damn. are you talking about? He's like, you don't even love me. He's like, it was just a thought that mattered. That's yeah, all I'm yeah. It's not a big deal. I'm not a mind reader. Okay. He's like, you know what? Let's drop it. Uh, it's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's funny, man. Oh, man. Um, all right. Question number six comes from Sad Sparkles. Thank you for the question. They say, Bam has matured in different ways. Mentioned in the questions before. What? What about, uh, but what about his idealistic perspective? He never lost him still trying to be both, uh, save his master and give Dang Dang and Louie their freedom, choosing to spread themselves too thin in order to help everybody. Uh, does, does this, do you think this, oh, does this just help us see that he is still our BAM or do you think this might backfire? Um, I think the chances of this mentality backfiring realistically are the same that they've always been because I think like as BAM you know, as Bam gets stronger, the enemies are going to get stronger, like, to, to match him, so to speak. So the chances of, of him, of it being like, oh, he's too predictable and the enemies can use that to, like, trap him or something is there. But, like, that's never not been there with this mindset he's had because that's the same, uh, it, like, he, you know, he's had that same mindset throughout the whole story. And that that weakness and predictability has been a, a factor in all those scenarios. Um, so I do think more or less it is to show that, like, amongst the, you know, the sort of, more confident, easygoing, like, zend out and, like, <laughs> ready to, to kill Bam that we see, that, like, Bam Bam, the one that we know, is still in there, and he still has not, like, disregarded, you know, uh, how he, you know, how he feels about people, and that, like, everybody should be able to live their own lives and do what they want and all that stuff, um, that he does still care for freedom and the life of the little guy. Like, that's, that, I think that's important because that was the distinction that the God of Guardians made with Jihad, is that he stopped caring about, like, the everyman. He stopped caring about the little guy um, and started thinking about him and everybody that was on his level, which wasn't many people. Um, and, like, that's what caused that separation, right? He was like, I'm just not... I'm not like you guys. Like I'm, I'm better. I'm built different, and and so I think this is to show that Bam does not think that way, and he's still very much in the camp of like, no, regardless who I am and what I can do, like, Deng Deng is still a person, and he deserves freedom. He deserves to live his life if he wants. You know what I mean? Like that's the main thing here. It's like you know, it's one thing if it's like Yama's like, come be fighting dog, and he's like, eh, fuck it, I'm all about it. But like Deng Deng's af- actively like, nah, I don't want to do that, and and. Obviously, I was like, well, I don't really care. So, you know, that's what Bam is fighting for. And I think that, again, is something that Bam has always fought for. Um, and it, it's nice. I think as much as Bam has grown and changed, it's nice to see that he has... It's nice to see that he has grown and not changed 
And it's, if it, like that makes sense where it's like it he's does, grown yeah. and gotten older and more mature, but he has not changed. He has mm-hmm. not become a different person in the sense that like he no longer carries the same ideology that he once did. This is still first and foremost our bam. Yeah, because it wouldn't. Be, I don't think it'd be bomb. You know, yeah. one, once you lose that sense of, well, I need, I, I have to have my cake and eat it too. But like in terms of people's lives, um, then we don't have bomb. If he's not doing that anymore, if it's like, okay, cutthroat, I understand, you know, if he goes with the, the coon plan, the Huarun plan, the, you know, you get what I'm saying, right? It's yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. got to keep that bedrock of what made him, him yeah. at first. Otherwise he's just going to go further and further into this jihad route. Which is sure, going to be an yeah, awkward yeah. ending because <laughs> we're trying to dethrone this guy, not become him, right? So that, I think that's very important, and it, it speaks to this this balance that he's going to have to have. Like he's still him, but he's just way more refined with it. And I love the fact that now, at least in this arc, you know, even though his plan might not be the the most genius thing since sliced bread, um, not that it's bad, but my point is, is that there's a plan behind it, right? Mm. Like there were a lot of times where he's just like, "Well, I, I'm just going to do both." And they're like, well, how are you going to do it? And he's like, I, I don't know. I'm just going to do it, right? And then yeah. there, that would be a gripe of mine sometimes in the story is that he would have no semblance of a plan. And then all of a sudden some, like, you know, ridiculously powerful person would come in or some crazy event and circumstance would make things, you know, the universe kind of side in Bomb's favor. And then he'd be able to, you know, have his cake and eat it too. But I think now it's cool that he's going in with the same mindset, but he's like, okay, here's a plan A, B, and C for this. Right, and I'm gonna say what I gotta say, but a I can back it up because I'm very strong now, and b I have a fallback. Right, in the event that some person goes like this, I have this runaround. I'm not gonna fight. You know, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna fight Yama, but like, don't underestimate me. I'm gonna come in with a plan. I'm gonna I'm gonna goad him. Right, I'm gonna be a person that doesn't back down because I've. Uh, collected the info probably I could assume rightfully so that this culture of, of fighting and the strongest he's not going to respect someone that cowers down to him right so I understand that I'm going to speak my mind okay and then I'm going to present him with a challenge right because he knows that he could crush me in a second and I know it too so I'm not going to go and be like okay what's up with it fight me right now I'll fight you if I have to but you know let's go with this let's go with this game you know I'm going to give you with this ballsy proposal and guess what he takes the bait he bites he goes for it and now Bomb is able to enact these other parts of his plan. I think that's cool that he's going in with a strategy here um, because it just makes more sense. I hope that I hope that this plan goes through, you know, to f- fruition here and that, you know, it's it's Bomb that kind of organized this thing, you know, and he's using, using the cards that he has at his disposal, but nobody's like kind of sweeping down from heaven and just making sure he did it. Like he's like, I have Karaka, I have this. I know this person might betray me. I know now Karaka probably doesn't even want to help me. We can nix him. Let's get this other person in on the plan. I really like the direction that he's going. It's basically a long-winded way of saying it like that, but (laughs) what do you got? You know, I completely agree. And honestly, even if it backfires, I mean, at the end of the day, it's tough shit, and it really matters on how you pick up the pieces from there. I mean, his perspective, we've said it all along that, you know, it's – it's good at heart, and it could quite literally fail. You're rolling the dice every time. And if you do fail, and it's going to happen because everybody's perspectives and ideas, you know, backfire and fail at some point, it's life. No, it's, it's Nothing's perfect. So you got to expect it to fail. And then when it does, eventually, how do you pick up the pieces and how do you stay true to yourself? And that is the most important part about BAM, where it seems where every time something does backfire or something bad happens, that directly goes against you know, his ideas, he is able to grow and keep on moving forward. And we're coming off the heels of that now. So if he can keep that moving forward, um, you know, he should be set. And it's going to be hard, but, you know, you really have no options from there. You just got to keep on moving forward. Mm. So, um, yeah. I well don't know. said. You guys have anything else or move on to the next? No, take it away, my yeah. friend. All right. The most important question. I need to take a sip for this one. That mug is so comically large. <laughs> it's actually not big enough, dude. I literally, I have to fill it up again. I got I, a buddy oh of mine God. who got one probably like twice the size of that. And it just says, yeah, I'm kind of a big deal. Mm. <laughs> it's just, and he just carries it around with this shit-eating grin on his face. Yeah, I kind of just spilt mine all over me, but it's all good. We're, we're, we're running a little bit, a little wet today. And it goes with the question. <laughs> um, just Sarah, number seven. How perfect is Bam's haircut now? Okay, I'm getting ready for the pitchforks here. Um, <laughs> so, so perfect. Let, let me get in on it. So, an upgrade, yes. Now, I've got to say, and I'm throwing Coon into this, how I feel with the evolution of Bam's hair, okay? 
Short hair's a, a no-no. Medium hair is all right. However, it suits my boy Kuhn not only much better, but he also needs his little ponytail back. SIU, I'm talking to you. So, with that said, for me... I am a sucker for that viol hair, and I know you guys aren't, but I like that long, flowy, like Shinsu wavy looking hair. I was always about it. Uh, I don't give yeah, a yeah. fuck if it's it. Have you seen Afro Samurai, my guy? Did his hair ever bother him? No, no. All I'm saying his is you can have half as long as bro. Bands, what bro. his hair was oh, flowing in the wind? Up. No, no. His hair was flowing in the wind, bro. Look at it. Don't even get bro, me started, bro. Over that shit when he he was he wasn't tripping shit. To be fair, to be to be fair, I think there is a point. Where in Afro Samurai, correct me if I'm wrong, somebody does grab him by the hair and slam him to the ground. Yeah, but did so that he, affect <laughs> the totality of what has happened? No, yeah, but he would and not have taken saying, that blow. Oh, oh, he got a cut. Bro, all I'm saying is you got to take blows to blow harder. <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, all, all right, no, but really going into it, I liked Bam's hair. I don't care about the practicalities, honestly, that could suck my cock. Here um, we go, but the long hair was the coolest that Bam has been. Prove me wrong, it is the truth. And Kuhn, uh, like, that's the thing. This haircut looks better because he's looking just like Kuhn, and Kuhn is fucking adorable and perfect. So, Bam, I respect it, and it's cool and all, but your Viola haircut was so goddamn fire. And as long as you don't go back to that really short shit, I mean, we're cool, we're buddies, we're homies, but I'm just saying, Kuhn, give me that ponytail, that brony tail, and, you know, Bam, you go back to that Viola hair, and I'm leaving it at that. You guys can flame me all you want, Listen, and it's going to happen in two seconds. Welcome back to the Battle of Bomb <laughs> uh V2. If you guys missed the first time we did that, I don't know which discussion it was, but that was a ride. Right. Back in season two, I think. I think it was that was when the first, yeah. Well, it was the end, well, not the end of season two, but it was the end of the... The Hell Train arc, or whatever. Was it? Because it was, it was the sh he had the viola hair okay. in the workshop, and then the last panel was him cutting his hair really short. Oh, yeah. yeah. And someone was like, oh, his old hair is back, and then it happened. <laughs> yeah. It went down. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to... No, what am I kidding? Um, it'll probably turn to fireworks. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I I think it's cool. Uh, I'm not like, holy hell, this is the coolest thing ever. Mm -hmm. Um but actually, I'm you know I'm not in the viol camp either. I just think it's just a little too long. Personally, I I like a, I think like Kunidon's is a little shorter than Viol's was, right? Or would you consider those? Uh, I think so. I need really? a side by side. Pretty. I need a side by side. <laughs> was your thing being like, I would have really liked like a Kunidon's. No, I didn't know because oh, okay. I was like, okay, if Kunidon's, I I thought Kunidon's was shorter. But my point, I was trying to, I was trying to use that for reference. But my point is, I think there's a middle point, like a, like a back length, like cut it at the back, or like at the shoulder. I think there's, and well, it's just like all in his face. You know what I mean? I didn't like how it was like. All, like just my chemical romance like it was like you know just across <laughs> like you couldn't even see his eyeballs my and it just like seemed romance. just like he's like oh constantly like partying it. it just seemed like a little ridiculous and impractical to me you know it's like there's a way to wear long hair and you look badass it's like your lion's mane like sure. you like you know you're, what i mean like your lion's dude mane. yeah there's some warrior cultures that even embrace that where they would just rock like wild looking long hair to scare the shit out of people and sometimes it works some ancient spartans did that but Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think there's I think there's like a certain aesthetic that goes along with that. And it's like if you're I think Bomb is just like kind of a little too skinny and small where like the hair almost just looks overwhelming when it's that long in him. My personal opinion. I feel like you gotta be able to I like that him. reference, like my chemical romance. I like looked him up for giggles to see their hair, bro. Like one guy has like long hair, and even then it's like pretty normal. I'm like there is no, no basis to this reference, I just but it was still really funny. Can I see the pictures? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe like, I like one guy has like long curly hair, but like it was just okay. Funny. I was talking like that, like in the middle. Oh, of okay, like, long, okay, you know what I mean? Okay. Where it's yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, like yeah, straightened, yeah. you know, down I, thing. I got you. Yeah, it was just funny. I'm like, does any of these guys have like viol hair in here? Listen, point is, I think there's a middle ground when it comes to that long, because I think Bomb's at the stage now where it's like long, but it's like kind of weird because it's this little rat tail, you know, it's like you know, in the yeah. back, and it's like, eh, I don't really mess with that i think it's like you know i think a little bit longer but also i'm not gonna lie i prefer uh i prefer short hair just in general that's just you know i think like there's a there's a point where i make the cutoff um just for practicality purposes but i do think that this hair is symbolic and that's what's interesting because it's like it shows his 
uh, maturation in the sense that mm-hmm. it's like, I wanted this hair. You know what I mean? Like I want, you know, I wanted to do this. I want to grow it out like I do. So I think symbolically this hair is really cool. Mm-hmm. As far as aesthetically, I don't know. I dig, I dig, I dig shorter hair, but I guess the shorter hair made Bomb look a little younger. And I, maybe that was kind of the yeah. beef that some people have is that he looks a little bit more just like, <clears throat> like Pillsbury Doughboy, like naive looking, just like plain mm-hmm. Jane kind of thing. And I could understand that. I think there's like yeah. a certain, like you, you got to like style it or something. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Somewhere in between. What do you think? Um, I think it's fucking perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we literally three different opinions here. <laughs> when we had this conversation the first time. And Gavin was in the long camp. You were in the short camp. And I was like, if it could just get a little longer, not crazy Viola length, but, like, just a little bit longer than the Boy Scout thing he's rocking at the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, fuck, are we here, bro? This, like, <laughs> that's like, don't you fucking dare. Don't. I, you can get him a wig. That's We do the, the name hunt station thing where yeah, he's up again. putting on 400 different wigs yeah. to look like every. Uh, that's cool. See, but this hair, I, you know what it is? I like it because it's. It's short. It, it's shorter than like a viol thing where he's got like a fucking lion tail out his donkey butt or whatever. And, but <laughs> a lion tail out his donkey butt. <laughs> but I like that it can also that he can like style it. it like like it's it's literally yeah. a coon's length of hair, and I like that he can like do stuff with it if he needs. <laughs> well, to. that's what I'm saying. Like, and, and that's the thing. You innately like it because it's like coon's hair. But there's a part of me that's like coon has that hair. I need Bam to be like a little bit. No, no, no. But like, but that's I why like I like. That uh, it's not well, that like, length you can vary it, so it's not doesn't it can't it doesn't necessarily have to be the same as Coons. He could do different things because he has some length. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I yeah. like Coons' hairstyle. Like I, I just like mm-hmm. that hairstyle because it's like it's it's long, so that you get like that flowy, and you can like you know it. There's length to it because I actually don't like hair when it's like really short. Yeah, but. It's not super viol, like, you know, he's tripping over it and shit. But it's like, you can, he, if he wants, he's in a fight with it, like, he can, like, put it in a little, like, ponytail or whatever. It just, it just fits. It hits. Yeah. Maybe it's the way he's wearing his ponytail. Cause, like, I'm looking at this picture and it's like, I just feel like, bro, you got so much hair going on and it's like this little well, piece. You know what? Is, it, like, you know what it actually looks well, like? It, that picture looks like he has pigtails. And that was my first thought. Yeah. And that's the, you have two well, pony, It's like, well, two my issue is he's, he has so much hair flowing on the sides, but then and the little one in the back and I just like yeah. I feel like he needs to like pull it back a little bit more like where it's like not hanging on the sides well, I and think then just again, like this little rat tail like, if you want to really like I think there's a little bit of symbolism in that is that like okay the 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 putting it in a ponytail but like doing it in that style where it's lower on the head as opposed to like pulling all his hair back is like symbolic in a sense that it's like the ponytail represents the like maturity and like the, the togetherness, if you want to say, that Bam's character has, but there is still like a there's a little bit of like freedom in that hairstyle, right? It's not like super pulled back where like there's not a single hair follicle out of place, but it's like you know there there is still a little mess to I think it. You're looking a little too or or you could do the best of both worlds. You could do the best. Like it's just symbolic because no. as is I don't know. No, or you do the best of both worlds and do exactly what Coon did, where it was just a ponytail <laughs> coming off the top and the lower kind of did its own thing. When you say top, you're talking about like where it was like this part of the back of the head, right? Like not you're making it seem like it was like right. No, I'm literally saying right here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That one looked good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had um he had a little. No, did he have it or? Or did he pull it back completely? No, no. You right? so so you have it. You have it off the top, and then you leave it flowy, like around the sides. Like like you don't pull this hair back. You okay. like leave it down. Yeah, I know because that's what my girlfriend's haircut's rocking right now, and I just gotta say it looks just like Coons and delicious. <laughs> yeah, and I literally told her I'm like I literally like, go up to her I'm like you look just like Coon and it's amazing. And then she's like, <laughs> like she's babe. like and I literally is that who's she goes is that whose name you've been no, calling no, during hold sex this whole time? No, no, no. Hold on, because I've actually brought it up. I was like I was like all right. I was you like, look, you look I, just I, like I this dude her, I, I know. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not far off. But I was. I looked at her. And I was like, babe. All right. I was like, if I was to change um, to the to oh, the manly side, I was like, if I'm going to change to the manly side, okay. I was like, you do have some competitions, and his name is Coon. And then immediately she looked at me because she doesn't like anime. I know I'm going to put her on a pitchfork. She's like, I don't want to know. And I immediately I took up a picture and I looked at her and she was like, oh wow. She's like. She's because actually when I first met her, she had Coon's hair. It was it was at a job and you had to have short hair. So she had, you know, pulled back and she had a little ponytail on top. And I thought it was the cutest thing. That's why I see like Coon and I'm like, that is amazing. And now she kind of went back to that and she's rocking it. And I'm like, one, you look like Coon, who you said that you hate. 
And you know, I'm just, I'm just all about it, dog. Yeah, I'm looking at it now, and it looks like it it looks, it looks good. I think Coon rocks a little better than Bomb did because he has less hair. He has less, he has less of it, kind of chilling. He only has like a little bit, so I think it makes it look. He has more of it pulled back, essentially. Like he's a little bit more Bomb's bun or his uh. You know, his actual ponytail mm-hmm. was just so slim. And, you it, know, like, that's was. what I didn't like about it. I think if there's a little yeah. bit more, and that's where I was saying, like, the in-between, between, mm-hmm. like, that and, like, nah, total viol flowing. So Not to mention, I don't know. Uh, Hold on. Yeah, I got whack. it. There, there's a picture specifically that I know from some whack-ass niggas, bro. I don't know, bro. I like Coon's hair when it was slicked, personally. It was, it was one. dope. But he looks a little too, hair. like, I don't know. I mean, like, if that's your thing, he looks really mm-hmm. effeminate. But, like, to me, I don't know. That's, like, not my I don't style. like, like, yeah, I don't, I don't I just don't like, like, like short, like, very, like, combed over 90 times, like, very controlled, you know? I don't know. That's why I like Bam's hair now, because there's mess to it, but it's, like, a controlled mess. It's not just, like, fucking drooping down <laughs> to the floor. It's a rebel. You know, yeah. Coon ponytails. Rebel one. without a cause. And hey, where's that bandana, dog? He needs to bring that back. What? Wait, has he has a bandana? Yeah, I think Coon has oh, the, has the it. ribbon. Yeah, yeah, or the ribbon oh, bandana. Okay. Yeah, because it, it's been a minute since I've seen it, and um, I need that back. I don't remember if anything was yeah, said about that. Well, yeah, he. It, I mean, I don't think that was like just kind of disappeared. Yeah, because I, I think he. Oh, I mean, he at the time he had it as like part of his style, but I guess when he changed that, like he he just got rid of the ribbon. I guess, but it was it was um, fire. It was pretty cool. It was very distinct. It like you know it made him like you know like oh Coon like he's got that it it you know stood out as a character. Uh, in his character design, Bomb should get like that, like fade cut, but they like draw, they draw like symbols in his head. Absolutely oh no. God, <laughs> please no! Don't you dare do that. Now, now we're literally going to like you're playing baseball like at ten years old. That's what everybody had that haircut. What? Oh I never had that haircut. No. Ten years old? <laughs> at ten? Or not? Yeah, eleven. When you're when you're younger, playing baseball, all the like, kids would get like fades and get 11. their no, don't blow no, 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 no. All I'm saying is when I was like, like growing up playing baseball, like starting from T-ball, which is pretty much when you can walk. So ten is in that age group, whatever. Fucking, well, I don't you know. Walk now. But pretty much there. every everybody, every kid, and me included, I'm not gonna lie, you would have the fade haircut when I had hair or decent hair, and then they would always have like their their number of their jersey like etched into the side of them or do like stupid stuff like that. Oh. and yeah, that was like a very like childish thing, and yeah, I mean, well, putting your yeah, baseball number in like there, you can get, is one you can get thing. like wings. Are you talking like wings or yeah, something like that? Like the weight, yeah, like, 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 like we just buzzed our heads. There was yeah, no yeah, fancy, yeah, no. like fades either, or no. like writing your initials in your head or nothing. So, it was no. funny. I was I, I learned about that concept at like 20, and I was like, why would a person do that? I don't know. <laughs> like, my haircuts look terrible crazy. all through my kid life because I just be like, they yeah. just shoot it just, every time. Like, me, me and my Bro brother, style. we were obsessed with mohawks, and we we had the blondest hair. <laughs> like, <laughs> like literally, it would be shiny, and we'd always go up to mom and be like, we want a mohawk, we want a mohawk. And my mom was like... Why? And, and it'd just be like, we want to, mo-. and like literally, it would just be a buzz down, just mohawk down the middle. And every summer, that was like our thing. When it was getting warm out, we were like, we don't want hair. We were like, we want mohawks. And I don't know why she let us do that. And I look back, and it is actually the funniest thing in existence. But in existence, it was big brain moves, I got to say. You know, big big balls. Like, bam, that's dropping. Big balls, new hair. Yeah, big balls. <laughs> there you go. Bring it back, Gavin. Mom said, I got two things in this world my balls and my word. That's what he said. And then he beat the shit out of <laughs> the end. <laughs> That's what he did. Anyway, wow. we'll have to see and monitor Bomb's hair as we go yeah. through more. We'll get of the back story. to you guys with a day by day update yeah. on what's happening. <laughs> uh, we'll be in contact with SIU. What if Will he gets a Bob? perm? What if they start going off the rails? <laughs> he gets a perm and like Coom just busts his head. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck's going on? Shibisu gets that like, like afro, like high top feet. <laughs> Yo, that would actually be pretty fine. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Hots is just like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Something in the water? <laughs> It's wild, dude. These hair discussions on another level. Amazing. Anyway, folks, those are the seven questions. Those are our answers, our opinions. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you did, make sure you are smashing that like button, turning it blue. If you are new here, subscribing to the channel and hitting that notification bell so you don't miss any future content on the channel and commenting your thoughts down below. What did you think of our discussion? The questions posed, our answers. What do you think about Bomb's hair? <laughs> Let us know. Yeah. Uh, I actually think that could be our question, more kind of like opinion, because these are fun. Um, which style of hair 
is your favorite for bombs for the for the uh, the question and why of the is video it the long hair? hair? <laughs> and why is it not the long hair? Yeah. <laughs> and why is it? I don't know. <laughs> why is it bald? Yeah. <laughs> and why is it bald? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, beyond that, make sure you guys are hitting up AOA Reacts. Link is in the description down below. Subscribing to that channel and checking out our live stream of these chapters. Catching us live on Sundays at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and hitting us up on that Discord link again in the description down below so you can pose your questions an hour after the live stream is concluded and have them read out in our discussion videos like you've seen here today. Don't shy away. There is a brilliant and beautiful community waiting there for you. You just got to join um we have our comment of the day as well gavin if you want to read that one off for us oh and today's comment is by a hashtag reader uh hanjin sung is the narrator that was the answer to the question at that uh, at that time he is the most suited person to being one uh who was just giving his opinion on what's going on uh the those lines uh, the line are literally point Hajin Sung because he says things like uh, like this many times. Uh, arrogant people, change is as natural as a tidal wave in the ocean. Yeah, so just to clarify, people are like, what the hell was that right yes. now? Uh, last discussion, we had posed the question, uh, more of a subjective one again, uh, who do you think the narrator was at the end of season two when they're saying their change happens as frequently as tidal waves in the ocean and you guys are arrogant and the whole nine because there was a lot of contention around that. Some people yeah, thought yeah. it was Miss Chenny. Uh, some people thought it was some complete outsider. Yeah, we actually really. answered that question, gave thoughts. I think Hedon <clears throat> might be someone. I think we were yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. that, et cetera. We really don't know. So that was the question posed and uh, hashtag reader said it was Hodgin Sung for the reasons that were just stated. So thank you for watching the entirety of the video and thank you for commenting your thoughts there uh really appreciate it and hopefully you watch this one so you could uh get your claim to fame there um like i said the question before which hairstyle do you prefer and lastly big shout out to our patrons especially our acolytes of anime stoic and nathan love all of our beautiful patrons and their beautiful faces uh but that's all we got for today guys thank you so much for listening thank you so much for watching and we'll catch you all on the flip peace 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 out ninjas of samurais blaze of the cool knives find me in the leaf of the cloud Screaming out Bankai. We just some ghouls though. Who likes seeing parts fly? They like what you saying. Goma got more through the storylines. I tested your neck from the start. My hunters gon' come for your heart. I promise you'll land in my boulevard. Left them in one piece. No.